Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Bienvenido al mundo de lucha libre. <laughs> Gracias, mi amigo. ¿Qué pasa? Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> is that where your Spanish ends? Okay, good stuff. <laughs> Uh, tengo un problema. Ah, awesome. So, I mean, we had a good run with WCW, but it is time to move on to do some spot shows. And going back to one of the original spot shows we covered, one of the, well, one of the original promotions that we covered, the best podcasting promotion. This combined with DDT is just normally pure gold. Hmm. So today we are doing Triple Triple Mania 38, I want to say. 28. 28. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Got that wrong. I say that because didn't they do like another 10 Triple Manias that aren't counted towards the numbers? Overall, there have been 34 Triple Manias, but this thought, is Triple Mania 28. I was going for 34, but then I read 28 on my notes. I was like, is it 20, 38? <laughs> It's already confusing, listeners. Don't worry. This is the world of Lucha, the world of AAA. It is fucking bonkers. And I absolutely adore it down to the last milliscule mo- moment of everything about this. It's just the best. We've had so much fun doing these shows. We're starting to do them annually now. And, uh, this this is here with WrestleMania now, isn't it? How we cover yeah. it. We will always cover Mania. We're always going to cover... We're always going to cover all, all of, you know, some. We didn't cover Wrestle Kingdom this year because it's two days and obviously the time with our WCW pod. Um, and also, you know, a lot of people will just cover it anyway. So it's not as exciting for us to do it. But the problem with the difference between covering <laughs> Triple Mania and covering Wrestle Kingdom is that Triple Mania has stuff to talk about. Wrestle Kingdom, we're just like, that was good, wasn't it? Yes, it was very good. <laughs> this is terrible at times. Now, this show takes place on the 12th of December, but this was rearranged from the 22nd of August. Yep. Um, all again supposed to be at, um, at Arena Mexico. And the plan was essentially move it so you could have fans. Well, that went wrong, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't really work out. It's one of these COVID-era shows where we're, we're not in Arena Mexico. Did you know this, Tax? We are in... It's Arena... as it Quid... Cuidad de Mexico. Which translates to the Mexico City Arena. It's a relatively new arena that holds 22,300 people, but there's no fans tonight. This is super no vacancy. There's Well, super vacancy, I should say. <laughs> what I noticed no throughout the show is a lot of the crowd reaction of this show is very similar to other Triple Manias we've watched. <laughs> yeah, facts. But... <laughs> Like, cool. like like Rich was saying, you know, we've got a potential capacity in this in this new arena for twenty two thousand three hundred fans. But what they've nicely done is they've essentially built it into like a TV studio set for professional wrestling. Sure, you've got your entrance ramp. You've also got your side entrance because again, they're very very keen on, by the looks of things on COVID protocols because we're copyright doesn't exist in mexico health and safety apparently does when it comes to covid so well, we've got are we going to talk ramp. about these covid precautions they're taking because i mean copyright may not exist in mexico and i'm not convinced they think covid is either to be totally fair because some oh, of the well, precautions are fucking terrible 
<laughs> I will get to them as we, we see them. But okay. I, I was saying from, from an arena standpoint, so you've got your main entrance ramp. Mm. You've also got a side entrance um, where it just looks like someone's coming back from the loo. It's like, oh shit, I missed my entrance. I'll just come through the side door. It's, and it's magic, isn't it? <laughs> it uh... Are we going to talk about the giant screens and stuff now? Let's talk about the setup. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, talk about the setup. Yeah, so yeah. it's the Mexico City Arena. There's giant video screens at the top of the arena, like you'd have in like a, a square shape with two massive sides on it. Even though there's no one there, they've still got that on this evening. They've got far, five large Triple Mania banners and a giant AAA logo on the entranceway. Each of those banners is its own video screen that all fucking night play adverts. And I don't mean like, you know, there's the, the logo of the show and then an advert will kind of go through it and then it'll wait 30 seconds then play another advert. No, no, it just rotates adverts. And these are three, four times the size of the ring and they're directly behind the ring. So all night you're being subjected to essentially what is a silhouette of a wrestling ring with wrestlers in it while these giant bright yellow adverts <laughs> in the background. And it's fucking it's such a ridiculous setup dude it worked for me i've just bought an entire caseload of trident mango hot chewing gum <laughs> it's fucking amazing it's so carny just like well how can we make this work well what we'll do is we'll just sell tons of advertising we'll get our massive six-sided ring and we'll make the canvas bright fucking yellow with the sponsor in the middle of it you know it's Oh, it's it's crazy, man! Like it's so distracting. It's re- it was really difficult to get through this at times, just because of these giant yellow screens in the background. Although you've got to understand from a, you know from a business standpoint, without having to have the gate, they had to do something to sure. actually make it profitable. So, considering how big this is, and I couldn't find any stats for what the buy rate for this was in Mexico itself, and even if I did, I don't think I'd be able to trust it. Mm. But you've got to imagine that. It will have quite a decent viewership. Um, well, it doesn't have a decent viewership on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. It's difficult because, as far as I understand, it was definitely broadcast live on YouTube and Facebook. Was it broadcast on Twitch live as well? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so the YouTube one doesn't exist anymore. That's been taken down. I imagine copyright may not exist in Mexico, but it sure fucking does on YouTube. <laughs> Flow Rider will be wanting mm. his royalties. Yeah, exactly. How about Facebook? Is it still? I don't go on Facebook. Is it still on Facebook? I, <laughs> I, I had to find this somewhere else because when I originally watched this when it was live, I watched some of the replay bits on Facebook, and since then I've struggled to find the Lucha Libre AAA Facebook page. <laughs> so they do have that issue d- sometimes. I've searched AAA on Twitch and it doesn't always pop up, which is intriguing considering it's the well pretty much the biggest promotion in mexico currently like it's arguing whether it's cmll or AAA, but AAA have definitely been having the majority of the publicity let's put it that way every time i searched AAA, looking or, or lucha libre AAA in, on facebook all i got was pagano AAA. Mm. fair enough so i mean it was originally broadcast on these three channels but i had to find this through nefarious means to find the entire show i found the entire show actually available on youtube not through uh, AAA's YouTube, but through a another person who'd uploaded oh. the whole thing. <laughs> so nefarious means, essentially. <laughs> Which is a shame, because there's lots of AAA I absolutely adore. Don't get me wrong. When I, when I criticise AAA and when you criticise AAA, like, it's, it's through love, almost, because it's so horrifically bad at times. It's hilarious. And 
genuinely the guys are so fucking talented but the priorities of lucha and the priorities of us as wrestling fans are very very different i know um so i know we've probably covered this on previous triple manias but uh if you're new to our podcast and you haven't listened to a triple mania episode um my first experience of AAA was when it was on Free Sports. I think, sorry, it was a front rudder, and it had a commentary duo of Dave Bradshaw and um, and Alex Shane, who were doing the commentary. And I was really getting into it because I actually had the progression of stories for three weeks in a row, and then the fourth week it was a repeat of the third week, <laughs> then the fifth week it was a repeat of the third week, hey, then the sixth chat. week it was a repeat of the third <laughs> week, and then it just went off the air. <laughs> but i loved yeah. it because this is a time where johnny fucking johnny mundo johnny mundo was in AAA <laughs> and he was doing like the pro trump stuff oh and, right yeah and this they was love, heading they into, love that gimmick in america in mexico sorry and, and this is what there's the time where we're heading to the triple mania which was headlined by psycho clown and pagano so which is the first was one a, we covered right exactly so it was nice to have that as a as an introduction to the backstory um but yeah I, I'll I'll put it out there. I've enjoyed I enjoyed this triple mania more than the others. Interesting, because I found this one significantly more boring than the others. I wanted, I, without the fans, without all the people around, like just kind of the hangers on doing all the bullshit that goes along with this massive event. Usually, it felt a bit, a bit run of the mill almost. What did you I think? love the concept as we go through these matches because one of the things we've enjoyed and commented on in previous Triple Manias is how wrestlers just seem to go into the crowd and pick up a chair. But because there's no fans, there seems to be a mass mass influx of baking trays <laughs> in this show. <laughs> yeah, baking trays and like oil cans and stuff. Like weird shit. Like the great Tijuana <laughs> Bake Off has been fantastic during <laughs> lockdown in Mexico. <clears throat> Outstanding. So, uh, commentary tonight, and trust me, we get a lot of these two. Fucking hell, do we? We were moaning about Mean Gene. These two are on screen like every fucking five minutes, I swear. Of Hugo Savinovich. Oh, and yeah. Jose Manuel Guillen, I'm going to say. G U I L L E N. Guillen. And obviously, knowing that Hugo will be doing the commentary, I made three notes before watching this show. Um, before because I thought we said we'd cover it at some point. So I made three notes before I watched it on the Facebook um, back in December when I watched some of these bits for the first time. My three nights, notes were, Pagano's definitely going to bleed in whatever match he's in, and it's going to be horrific. Yep. Hugo Savinovich is going to be overexcited for three hours. Burrito! <laughs> and, and there's... Oh, that's not racist. That's what he says, just for that. It is. <laughs> yeah. That sounded terrible. It sounded like I was just mocking a Mexican person by shouting burrito. <laughs> I promise I wasn't. And I noted that in the main event, there will be about 18 Tope Suicidas in a row. The main for, event? For, you mean the... every single fucking match tonight? <laughs> um, so I was I was keeping my own sort of AAA bingo as I went through. And nice. you know, I pretty much won within the first six minutes of the show. <laughs> Every time I say dive or spot this evening, take a drink, listen. <laughs> you know? And then get ready. I mean, I was going to say get ready to go to hospital. Don't at the moment. Stay clear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, not, maybe not at the moment. Yeah. I mean, unless you're in Mexico, because it doesn't seem to exist down there. So you should probably be all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll stop making that joke. Cause it's probably not funny. Uh, sitting in front of a giant video screen showing the Triple Mania logo. They welcome us to the show by talking to the camera in Spanish. 
they talk for about five minutes 42 seconds <laughs> it's like hang on but We've in fairness wrestling to do oh no no let me get there uh the audio is fucking awful quality to start with they do sort it out pretty sharpish but i mean it's brilliant typical lucha stuff um hugo's many toned sequin suit jacket and bow tie combo fucking gorgeous right beautiful i thought you and- would definitely approve and I enjoyed the fact that, as you said, in this opening five minutes, they actually got through three hours of content, how fast they were speaking. Yeah. It was great. It, it's, it's amazing. Like, um, So we are watching this with Spanish commentary, just to clarify, because I could not find English commentary anywhere for this. I don't think they did any. Hugo Savinovich did. <laughs> Hugo Savinovich gave us the best amount of English commentary. I've got a few notes down. It, cause, like, because they know they haven't got English commentary for this. It's like Hugo is, and, and to be fair, Jose as well. Um, is it Jose or Jose? I'm going to go with Jose, right? I'm going to go Jose. Okay, so because they know that they haven't got the English commentators, not English commentators as they usually do, you know, the Matt Strikers of this world. Um, <laughs> they new, are... new, new play-by-play commentator for Impact Wrestling announced today. Josh Matthews is moving to director of football. He's moving upstairs. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and it's going to be a commentary duo of Matt Striker and D'Lo Brown. Well, I won't be watching that show anytime soon. So anyway... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so basically Hugo Savinovich, Savinovich, yeah, Savinovich, um, does like little bits of English spied in here and there, and he does quite a good job of making us feel included, if it's not the most detailed of commentary. It was a nice touch. Yeah, I enjoyed absolutely. it. And in fairness, it gave me more clarification and backstory than the first triple mania, which were those two oafs who commentated on it in English. Oh yeah, they were not fun. For the record, that wasn't the oafs on Front Runner, which was Dave Bradshaw and Alex Shane. It was two complete morons who had no idea about AAA. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was Matt Stryker and that Juggalo guy that I can't remember the name of. Oh, no, even Matt Stryker knew it. The first one we covered, this is the one where Conan ripped into shreds, remember, on Trip. The first one we covered oh, was just yeah. two randoms. Okay, I can't remember that name. So they obviously didn't do very well. <laughs> Otherwise, we probably would have remembered. So uh, there is one moment here that I've got to mention where they're doing their introductions, and it's a very, very long time. I did watch all of it at normal speed, um, trying to pick up some Spanish, you know. Um, my interest was piqued when Hugo starts talking about Marvel and DC randomly. I was like, hmm, interesting. Is there some sort of Marvel involvement this evening? Well, there certainly fucking is. We will get to that later. <laughs> so. We cut to all sorts of random shit for the next, like, 10, 15 minutes. So we've got this Ricardo O'Farrell. Surely not that name, considering he looks very Mexican. He's Irish Mexican. (laughs) Is sitting at an MDF table. Classy AAA production here. He talks in Spanish. His audio is absolutely abysmal. He takes the MDF top off the table. Uh, I think he's excited for the show. And then we get a no signal holding screen because they lose the signal for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a great start, guys. Uh, Then we are treated to a rap performance. With Hugo Savinovich on the decks. (laughs) Mate. (laughs) So, two lads in caps and baggy clothes start to do some rapping. Um, Is one of them Conan's son? Oh, interesting. Because he's an identical fucking clone of Conan, just a bit younger. You know the guy on the left that didn't have all the shitty yeah. face tattoos? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> but the DJ is a dude wearing a Christmas jumper who's definitely pushing 60. Mr. 737 himself. 
<laughs> he apparently only knows how to use the volume fader. You know, like a kid making their first radio mixtape or something. Just like, I'll turn this bit down. We'll talk. We'll turn it back up. Turn it down. Turn it back up. It's... Oh, man. It's like, they're obviously quite skilled rappers and the performance is okay. It's a bit weird. It's just performing in front of like a, a graffiti of uh, La, La Parker, who died obviously this year. Yeah. But it's, oh, man, with this awful audio quality as well. And we're like a minute in and it's oh, it's not the greatest way to start the show. Although this isn't the this isn't the last time we see this this little trio. So, you know, oh, no. they come back with better sound quality later on. Hmm. Sometimes with guests. Before this performance is finished and they're still rapping, we cut to some empty arena footage, fade into the AAA montage. We're like, okay, did they mean to cut there? I don't think they did. <laughs> it's fucking great. Spots. Uh, highlight is they show Murder Clown doing a 619. He can do it all. Booyaka, booyaka. Fucking A. Uh, they also show Blue Demon Jr. murdering Dr. Wagner with a hammer. And you're like, fucking hell, boys. Okay, calm down. It's opening video package. It's like show of the year. Let's not have the murders quite yet. They've got to explain why Wagner's not in the main event. Yeah, it's a sh- I guess he's not around because of his age, maybe. But it's a um, shame that we haven't got the caliber of main event we had previously. Oh, I've, in, in fairness, having, you know, Chessman, a.k.a. NWO Wolfpack Kane in the main event. <laughs> Cheeseman himself, yeah. Yeah, Cheeseman. Wolfpack Cheeseman. <laughs> yeah, him and Pagano in the main is just like, what? Really? These two? Well, Pagano's been, I think he's like headlined three in a row, hasn't he now? Oh, no, sorry. It was Wagner and Demon Jr. in the last Triple Mania. But I yeah. think this is Pagano's third that he's headlined. He's always had matches of a high caliber. And well, I- he's, had, he's had a lot of hardcore matches in the main event. <laughs> Yeah, Never for the like, belt. It's not like it's because of his wrestling ability, though. Everyone buys into the Pagano character. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry, my dishwasher's going off in the background. I'm trying to message to Nanny to turn it off, and she's got headphones on, so I'm just <laughs> waving her my arms like I'd actually twat. Can you turn the dishwasher off, please? Thank you. <laughs> Hello, new listener. This is the content you expect of this highbrow production that we provide you with. Ah, uh, good stuff. Anyway, in so, fairness, before we started podcasting, I was having a lovely discussion with her while you were making what Kobe described as, uh, you were referred to as a wonderful barista in training. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, her dad bought us an espresso machine. This is the content you go for. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I learned how to make posh coffees. I made myself a cappuccino. It's fucking awesome. It looked very good in the picture she sent me. I did suggest that you need to work on getting like a leaf in there now rather than a nuclear explosion. Mm. And in fairness to your, 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 your dear better half, she did say, I think it looks like a heart. And I said, are we talking aortas? <laughs> As I slam your cappuccino making skill, you rookie barista. <laughs> Thanks, friend. Uh, yeah, if, uh, you know, if wrestling ever ends and wrestle talk doesn't uh, exist anymore, I can always make coffees for a living at least, so... I, I I think you'd you'd be an excellent barista. <laughs> Another video package, cause why not? We don't want to see any wrestling, do we? Uh, highlight the main event players of this evening. Um, we'll get to that later. The Triple Mania logo transition, very fancy. Last time we see it this evening. Cut <laughs> into the arena, the Mexico City arena, as we talked about. We've already described how it looks. There's a six-sided ring. Blue and red lights absolutely fucking everywhere. It looks really cool. 
40 plus advertising all around the ringside. No spooty pyro to start with. A little bit disappointed. Health and safety. Mm. So we've talked about it a bit already, but Jesus Christ, those advertisements are just, the advertisements are just so distracting all fucking night. I really struggled at times. It gave me seizures, I swear. The last time I was overly distracted by one of these adverts when Aerostar fell off the roof at a previous Triple Mania because all I said, they're going, oh, Trident Ice. Yeah. Oh, who's that just falling from the sky? <laughs> he just fell 200 feet. Fucking hell. Uh, I'll say it now as you brought it up. No Aerostar, no Drago. Not on the card tonight. Real shame. Again, I, there, there was a lot taken off this card. So are you aware of what matches were cancelled? I am not. Card? Let's go over it if you've got them. Okay. So, we were going to have, uh, sorry, where is it, my notes? Sorry, this is really hideously unprofessional. So, we were supposed to go to have another uh, Hero Ovalano tournament, which would have featured wrestlers from AAA and AEW and Impact right. uh, into it. And on the 11th of March, it was announced that the tournament would culminate as a five-man match at Triple Mania. That was removed uh, at a press conference for Triple Mania in October. Um, they were going to have um, a Pereira's Suicidas tag tournament as well um, where the team that lost the finals would have to face each other in a Lucha uh, sorry, in, in a Mask versus Mask match Oh, so, in Lucha de Puestas Sorry, that's one, yeah Okay, it's like a special rules match, essentially like a rule yeah. of, uh, what's the translation? It's something like rules of high value or something like that, but yeah so people who were supposed to be top participating in that tournament were going to be um, uh, Mestizis. Oh, yep. Who we see later. Not, and, not Rey Mysterio. And, and not, not Singhara. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Um, yeah. And Octagon Jr. It was uh, right. La, Parker, La Parker Negra and Dave the Clown. And it was going to be uh, Aerostar and Drago and Phoenix and Penta were going to be in that tournament. But that right. again was... Okay. That again was pulled at a press conference, and they were going to have the women's title, which is going to be Ty Valkyrie um, going against Lady Shani, and that was removed too. Makes a lot more sense now you say that, because it does feel like there's a few things missing from the show that we've had at previous Triple Manias. The show's a bit shorter as well, because the last few are what, like six, seven hours, and this comes in at just under three, I think? Yeah, three and a half, start to finish on the stream that I watched. Yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, the camera pans around and dollies into Hugo Savinovich and Jose Manuel Grien, who welcome us to the show. Um, Jose is exclusively speaking Spanish, uh, but a really lovely touch when Hugo Savinovich includes some English, and knowing full there'll be no Spanish commentary, uh, sorry, no English commentary tonight. Um, Hugo says, welcome to all our audience around the world. This is Triple Mania 28. Jose talks about being a grand fiesta, and Hugo continues, this is Lucha at its best. Put on your seatbelts. We're going to have a great time. And I'm like, yes, Hugo. Yes, we will. <laughs> Let's do this. Really lovely. Really, really lovely. But what I did genuinely miss shortly after this. <gasps> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> One of the things that I love most about Triple Mania is what I like to call the procession of dead people and flags. Yeah. it's it's um, We get a replacement for this segment because usually... We'd get a big procession, procession coming down the really terrifying steps I usually have as their stage where people fall over and all sorts. It's great. And then, like, you know, the procession of, like, 15... Procession, I can't say that word, of, like, 15 different flags, usually some sort of inflatable hamburgers or men in chicken costumes or something crazy. 
17 urns, all yeah. with his ashes divided equally. <laughs> all of, like, you know, previous owners and managers of AAA, so we can remember all these people. It's it's all it's in urns. <laughs> great, spectacular, creepy Day of the Dead slash Fiesta. It's the weirdest shit, but we don't quite get it to that scale today. We get Hugo and, Hugo and Jose send us over to Flags and Urns. Not quite the level that we had before. But two lovely ladies in frilly frocks with sugar skull paint are holding the flags. Um, Mar- Maricela Pena? Yeah? Yep. The Presidente de la Lucha Libre AAA. Also Dorian Roldan Pena, who's, I'm assuming, her son, who's the current director of AAA. AAA. Uh, they're hanging out with some very shiny urns. They are certainly ornate and look very expensive. You would not be able to buy those in your random funeral directors. Absolutely not. Uh, bedazzled beyond belief. These are the um, the ashes of the former owners of AAA. I believe Miss Pena's, Mrs. Pena's husband, late husband, yeah? Correct, yes. Hope late, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> that, what a swerve. I thought you were dead. Imagine. Welcome to Triple Mania. I mean, it is AAA. <laughs> <laughs> Every both... year he gets out of his canoe from under his stairs and just yeah. comes out and like, all right. <laughs> canoe? What? Because that, that may be a deep cut reference. There was a, a person in the UK years and years ago who faked their own death and they lived in a canoe under their stairs while they were waiting for life insurance to pay out. So that is the purpose of that joke. Brilliant. I did not know that. Good stuff. And when I say joke, I know it's funny because I had to explain it. No, that is funny. I just <laughs> didn't know it. It's awesome. So um, it's a bit weird in that both these people are kind of grimacing pouting because it doesn't seem like they know they're on camera yet. I think they were just disappointed they didn't get to have the procession. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Ho- Ho- oh, I can't say. Hogan? Well, saying, he won't be there. Saying, He's a racist. <laughs> saying Hugo and Jose is kind of difficult. It's kind of a tongue twister. Uh, they're still talking, even doing some more English, and which leads us into our first match of the evening, a six-man tag team match of, oh God, Dynastia, Maximo, and Mr. Iguana. <laughs> we'll talk about these guys in a second. Versus God. Sierra Hotel. <laughs> Burnham. Pretty Burnham. much, man. Burnham. I'll try Mexican and pronounce it. Shield are in the house. <coughs> Uh, Nuevo Poder del Norte, I want to say, of Carta Poder Brava. del Norte, and they say yes. <laughs> <laughs> of Carta Brava Jr., Moco Cota Jr., and Tito Santana. Hey, Tito Santana's here. <laughs> El Matador. <laughs> Unfortunately, not the same Tito Santana that we obviously adore here. Uh, Mr. Flying Burrito himself. But um, So the Norte lads... Naughty lads, so we're just going to call it for now, right? Yeah, I'm uh, just going to call them the Shield Boys. They come out in combats and shield vests. It's absolutely great. Uh, not the last set of people that come out in shield vests this evening either. So, uh, now, a quick, on. quick, a quick update. Did you realise that um, Dynastia was not supposed to be in this match? Uh, I'm trying to look up. Okay, so he's on it, the it, uh, Technico team. He's yep. on the Technico team. It was originally supposed to be. Uh, Maximo, Mr. Iguana, and Nuno Hamburgers. <gasps> oh, a name that's definitely missing. Mr. But Nuno Hamburgers. Hamburgers had a right knee injury, so oh. he was replaced, and it wasn't announced before the show. Classic AAA. Did he have a right knee injury because his knee was having to carry around his fat ass? 
<laughs> he he was just be like, "What? I'm not working with Big Mummy." <laughs> and he was like, "No, I'm not working with her." Terrible. So, uh, Mister Iguana, can you describe this lad to me? Mister Iguana is a man who, as you would expect, would be wearing green tights, green boots, a green mask. But he has something that not all luchadors have. That's right. He has a cuddly toy iguana puppet for his hand. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> he eats the puppet on the way to the ring. Classic. Only Classic pa- iguana behavior. Did you think he was not really committed to this iguana thing? Because I know he's painted his face and he's got green tights and stuff. But he's only painted his hands green. Not his torso or his arms. I heard, being an investigative journalist, Heenan style that he realised that the Marvel cats really didn't put much effort in, so it's like, well, they're not doing it. I ain't fucking putting an effort in. <laughs> Let's not blow our load yet, Dax. We'll get to it. Oh, but... don't worry. I've, I've got like three <laughs> spaffings of Marvel. It doesn't matter if I go now. So this is where we get our first kind of minor entrance area off to the side where they've just come from the bogs or whatever. It's really off-putting. I guess the idea is that there's some sort of COVID precautions or whatnot. Or maybe like a Rudo Technico kind of heel face, if you don't know what those terms mean. Um, which, which they don't keep to. That's what no, I was going to say. It's not consistent. No. <laughs> but it's blatantly obvious that they're all backstage in one big area and they're just coming out separate entrances, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've got to dead hole <laughs> the entrance curtain. <laughs> Can we talk about Dynastia's shitty gold inflatable Drago cosplay? <laughs> How very dare you. Mate, it looks so bad. It's awful. Because he was last minute in and they're like, whose gear have we got back here? Drago's? Oh but, shit, I'm not going to fit in that. But attach Give a balloon to it first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So Maximo comes out and we got our first Exotico sighting of the night. Uh, it's lovely how this is included in AAA. And I, I, I like how um, it's become less of a less of a thing like how they do it in Japan. Where it's very much, oh, be a terrified of the gay dude, you know? <laughs> They're just completely included in the showing tonight. It's great fun. We get more of more exoticos later in the night as well in the Rumble. Yeah. That, as I like to call it. All the way through the show. And I think it's awesome, man. Uh, it's a beautiful sight. Chabby flamboyant lad with a pink mohawk. Sequined pink and black fluffy ring robe. It's fucking great, man. It's like gay Ric Flair. <laughs> Chubby Is Tex Williams an exotico? <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a furry exotico. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Can you imagine if anything's got us a kind of AI and it going, hmm, there's a podcast about furries now. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> So it's this whole match is serious heel lads in their combats and shield vests versus the face team of, well, um, <laughs> it's gimmick central really, isn't it? Yeah, there is no standard lucha here. Hmm. Quick question. Is Dynastia a mini? No. How dare you? I think he's bigger than Voltage, but they announce him as a mini. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jack. Love you, buddy. Not that you listen to this. So, uh, dives. Dives. Hugo gives us a little update of the rules in English. What a lad. No, they don't have to tag. Great, thanks. Didn't know that. 
Um, I think this show might be sponsored by Bardal Tax. I believe it is. And as mm. I said, also by Lakeland due by, to the by cookie Bardal, sheets. By Bardal. By Bardal. By Bardal. Lakeland. 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 This is the subliminal messaging that came through on this show, right? With these giant fucking video screens that I could not stop looking at. In between the dives and the advert distractions, it was nice to, again, in the early, early parts of this match to see that there's no disqualifications due to weapons being used. Yeah, I didn't know whether there were any DQs in this company at all anymore because there's so much bullshit that happens during this night. Have there ever been? I don't think I've ever seen a a DQ in AAA. Mm, I bet they pull it out of the bag when they need it. (laughs) Yeah, when you can't get... Wagner and Blue Demon to agree. Exactly. Double disqualification, boys. Yeah. So La Parks wrestling who? Blue Demon. Oh, so we'll just do a DQ, shall we? <laughs> Even though it doesn't exist in this company. Because <laughs> neither of them are going to take a fucking pinfall ever, are they? Arseholes. <laughs> Lucha politics, man. It's fucking, it's worse than Japan. It's absolutely crazy. So, canvas and screens are so bright, outdoing the light on the wrestlers. So you get these silhouettes of wrestlers at times. It's really fucking stupid. Um, dives, spots, commentary are so much fun at this point. They are loving life. They're talking a million fucking miles an hour. Everything's the greatest thing in the world. Everything's the most dangerous thing in the world. The Spanish commentary is fucking joyous for about an hour. <laughs> but then it does start to wear a little thin at times, I'm not going to lie. It certainly wore thin for Chessman. Mm. He'd been listening backstage. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But at this point, I was laughing my tits off just listening to the commentary. They're so much fun, man. They make me laugh and giggle and really enjoy the spot fest of craziness that opens the show. Oh, we forgot to mention from the commentary standpoint, as we refer to AAA's COVID protocols, they did have a semi-plastic sheet between them <sighs> to stop you know, Hugo and Jose you know, touching or being close to each other because the spittum coming out of these boys <laughs> during this show would be astronomical. So, with this in mind, when you look at it straight on from the camera, right, you can see they have, like, you know, the anti-COVID screens like they have for New Japan or whatever, where the two guys are separated and they have the Perspex screen in between them. But did you notice that when the camera went to the side, how high the Perspex screen was? Oh, you could literally spit over it. (laughs) It only came up to about their cheeks. (laughs) So, if they turn at all, it's completely ineffective. It's so fucking stupid. I mean, in fairness, actually, you know, I, we, we'll get to it in the main event where there's the issue where you can actually get round it quite easily. I didn't think it was that low down. I didn't think it was that low down because later in the main event, you've got Jose standing up for a reason, as we'll get to. And I didn't, from my memory, I thought the Perspex was taller than him. But I, might I need think to you need to re-watch. go back and rewatch this because I think it's an optical illusion. Because <laughs> if you look at it sideways on, you can seriously see it doesn't come above eye level. It's kind of ridiculous. Anyway, so spots, random kick out of a Canadian destroyer makes me fucking furious, but why not? It's AAA. Uh, they do a three lads covered, three lads kick out spot a few times, you know, lucha. Air raid crash in the hardest part of the ring. Fuck my life, that must hurt. Dives, spots, this time with a very bitey iguana. You can go over the finish if you want, but I'm not calling for this shit. <laughs> it's just crazy. What I'm going to say is I, I love the idea that we also had a shield triple powerbomb. Yeah, absolutely. The iguana escaped. Why not? He's an iguana. He can escape everything, right? I mean, I, I can go for the I, I can go for this because I know it's down. So um Podero Notro, the shield, landed, um, they've got a machine gun corner cannonball, double knee strike, drop kick to the face combo, 
and uh, Mocha, uh, and Mocha Kota <laughs> connected with a very, very good frog splash mm. for the victory. Commentary um, mentioned Eddie Guerrero, and I fucking shat myself. Just like, what? Not that good. Um, and after that, I, I know they, they might have gimmicked it, but Iguana looked pretty shaken at the end of that. Yeah, he went to kind of wander to the back and was kind of wandering all over the place. But then we get our first sighting of these, uh, oh, let's call them inexperienced doctors. How dare you? Dr. Nick was fantastic. <laughs> Young boys in white coats, I should say. Still wearing their street clothes, mind. They were, they were fresh on in, in, in the arena, if anyone asks. Yeah. So this is a gimmick that AAA have evidently started doing to sell any kind of injury or post-match beatdown or anything like that, is they have basically lads, young boys, come out in white jackets and go, oh, are you okay? And then the rest of us go, no, no, I'm terrible. You've got to carry me to the back. And then they start to, and the rest are like, I'm all right. Don't worry about it. Because, <laughs> you know, we don't sell in AAA. So we have to get guys in white coats to do the selling bit for us, right? Exactly. They also, have, they also supply the legitimate medication for all people backstage at AAA. I'm sure they do. Evidently, AAA own a drone because you can hear the bloody thing buzzing away throughout the entire fucking show tax. Or it's a generator. <laughs> That's why the stream dropped. Dude, like, okay, so... Pagano's I... out the back on a bike <laughs> pedaling just to keep it going. <laughs> fucking hell, Pagano, keep going. I'm in the main event. Just, we're going to lose power. Yeah, you're in the main event for a reason. Keep cycling, motherfucker. <laughs> Gonna earn that place. Jesus Christ. So just to give our lovely audio listeners an experience of what it's like to watch AAA. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking three and a half hours. It was a delight. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Audio cuts out for a bit. Thank God. (laughs) Cue the no signal screen flashing up because we lose signal again. Fucking... Oh, this show is so much fun. Post-match, a lad disinfects the ring. I have a joke here that I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> if you want an idea of what this lad looked like, though, in Back to the Future, where you've got, like, the spaceman who looks like he's wearing just a hazmat suit, mm. that, that is a man who came and gently sprayed something on the ropes whilst Mr. Iguana was still in the ring. <laughs> he was like, nope, got to clean it, mate. Get out. <laughs> So, you played football as a kid, right? I played football to a non-existent level, yeah. Cool. (laughs) I played rugby to a non-existent level. Up until I was about 16 where I discovered, you know, rock and roll and girls. (laughs) But um, when we were... You're so much cooler than me because I was like, and I stopped playing football when I got fat because I discovered I had a Saturday (laughs) job and liked Chinese. (laughs) Drugs are bad, okay. Um, Okay. So, um... But 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 spring rolls are fucking great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do spring rolls, man. They're the way to forward. Don't sniff them. Whatever you do. Like, uh, well, unless you're in Mexico. I do as Mexicans do, you know. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's just carry on. Um, so, my coach used to have a thing that my dad used to call the magic sponge. Magic sponge. Oh, yes. So, basically, you get a cropper. You know, someone takes out your knee or something. Coach, coach runs on with a freezing cold sponge that's in a bucket that's full of water and just slaps it on your leg. 
And that's what this dude's doing. He's coming out with his magic sponge, wiping down the ropes. You know, when they do the uh, whole sanitizing the ring in Japan, they have like a team of like 10 dudes in masks with their anti-spray stuff. This motherfucker's got a wet cloth like a jizz rag. <laughs> He's just wiping down the ring, spreading it all around so everyone gets it if it's there, you know. Fucking Herd genius. immunity. That's <laughs> <laughs> what AAA are doing. If everyone catches it, we'll be fine. Oh, mate. Oh, it was. I was laughing at the same time, being like, "Do they understand? Like, this is genuinely dangerous." However, they go and at least make an effort to clean it. Mm, I know you're not ever going to really see it on WWE TV, but do you think they clean it between matches? They don't even have separations between the commentators either. Like, neither do AEW. Like, I've thought about this a few times. Ah, but they all get tested. For yeah, every single point. show. Yeah. And in fairness, I mean, just to show the the highlights of it, um, near where I am, they've started running a no symptom test center. Cool. Um and my current I mean, employer, you've got half of Europe's truckers in where you live right now, so Oh, uh, you know, Brexit means Brexit. Yeah, exactly. I love I love um my new new neighbours, Vladimir <laughs> and uh Steve. <laughs> They're all having a lovely time parked out in Manston. But I went there to get the test done, and genuinely, forty minutes later, I got a message back going, "You're gay." I mean, you've got you haven't got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for you to make that joke. You've got a gay brother. It's fine. Exactly. That's the only get. <laughs> that's like the real like school school <laughs> schoolyard oh. things. Like brother's gay though, so I can say it. It's all right. Dropped your gay card. Ah, right. I caught you looking. Okay. <laughs> Sausage jockey. It's all right. My brother's gay. <laughs> Seriously, the amount of bullying I got because my brother was gay when I was younger, going to an all boys grammar school. Mm. For our new listeners, I- there's a fuckload of them. Jesus Christ. Hello, new people. Um, do you want to tell them the story about when you uh, started secondary school? So the, uh, <laughs> the equivalent <laughs> yeah. of high school in America. So um, I'm like a week into secondary school or high school, as, as you said. And, uh, my brother, for lack of a better term, minces into my form room <laughs> and says, Hi, everybody. I'm Tex Williams' brother, and I'm gay. <laughs> and unsurprisingly, Man. I got bullied for two years with what can I describe as the most creative homosexual jibes I've <laughs> ever heard. It was a heard. different world back then. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, the creativity of these grammar boys was unbelievable. You know, fair play to them, you know, some of these lads went to Oxbridge with this level of creativity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this we're old people, by the way. This is a long time ago. Hopefully, it's it's a better world, but I'm I doubt it somehow. Yeah, let's move on to a bit more. You know, let's move on to a dance performance because <laughs> it wouldn't be wrestling. Of course, it wouldn't be. It's AAA. Well, well they've got to have they've got to have time to clean the ring, so they've got to have a gimmick, and they've already. F- blown their load of their advertising yeah absolutely so have you seen uh, i know you haven't seen a lot of film stacks have you seen the three amigos oh of course i fucking haven't <laughs> oh that's a shame because one of the three amigos with four lovely ladies does some hypno dancing or as i like to call it darby allen <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> there's four darby allens uh lovely lady number four did not learn the routine enough i'm not sure she's committed to the cause conan can we have a word lad because <laughs> <laughs> Five hours later, the dance routine is still going on. It mainly consists of humping motions and dramatic posing. For the record, the the, the main male dancer is called uh, Chara Gonzalez. If Wait, interested. hang on. How do you know that? Because it came up on the screen. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I wasn't paying a lot of attention. Are you thinking my A level in theatre studies studied like Mexican interpretive dance? I thought, I, like, I thought you'd actually done research for this. I'm like, I just watched this terrible show and got a bit pissed. It was great. Hey, I, I, I've done research. I know who our Marvel friends are. I found out matches that were cancelled and I know about Charo Gonzalez. We'll, we'll get to the Marvel stuff in a minute. The single amigo hops in the ring to join. Bit of a serious bit. Uh, La Parker's Hall of Fame induction, who died earlier this year. Uh, Hugo tells us after the fact that this is what this is. Uh, Mrs. Pena, Mr. Pena Jr., and I assume who is La Parker Jr. or El Hijo de Parker, uh, but not El Hijo de Parker who wrestles later. It's a different son, I think, right? I think so. The worst part here when I was writing my notes, when you're like Mr. and Mrs. Pena, <laughs> it kept coming up in my autocorrect going, ah, Mr. and Mrs. Pena <laughs> yeah, from the Pasta Variety. I had a few of those corrections trying to write all these um, Spanish names and such. Uh, Mexican names, Spanish names, whatever. Um, is uh, <laughs> wait that, that you shouldn't have laughed like that. That's not bad. <laughs> they're speaking Spanish. They're in Mexico. I know there's variations like how Brazilians speak Portuguese, but if you take a Brazilian person and a Portuguese person, they can barely understand each other. Do you know this? Only, only, only for only for my Brazilian drummer from back in the day. Yeah, it's, uh, what's that guy's name? Leo. Leo. I love that. Osorio. Good stuff. Um, see, check so out they... their band Tides of Eye. They're very, very good. They're all right. <laughs> I like the fact that we we try and promote some of our mutual friend stuff, but if it's someone that's like, oh yeah, let's promote some one stuff. Yeah, they're shit. <laughs> and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so fuck him, his band are dog shit. <laughs> I said they're all right, but I couldn't hold it in because it's not my cup of tea, but it's what it is. Um, um oh, back to serious stuff. So Lapaka died. I I loved this Lapaka guy. He was fucking brilliant. It's not a Lapaka we knew from WCW. Uh, that the guy is now L.A. Park, who is, and then this guy took over the gimmick. Uh, he was fucking brilliant. The last Triple Manias we sh- we watched, it's a real shame. But now he's been inducted in the Hall of Fame, and um, you know, it's a bit weird when they cut to the dancing lady who's smiling at ringside as they're doing this really emotional segment. But apart from that, really lovely little moment. Yeah, I think at least the seriousness was 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 well received. I do wonder how much pageantry we would have had if this had been non-COVID. Yeah. It would have been a um, a very tearful moment because, you know, he was a real significant character for this promotion. And, um, you know, even watching bits of Murder Clan, who obviously we follow on social media and such, with him doing videos about the Parker and such, like, I'm not really understanding what he's saying. It's still emotional, man. Like, you know, he was obviously uh, muchly loved throughout these people. Yeah, a very, very pivotal character for for AAA. So, uh, moving on. Holy shit, Tax. Up next is the AAA World Tag Team title three-way match of Le Lucha Brothers of Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Let's go, the current champions. Versus Los Mercenarios of El Texano Jr. and Rey Scorpion. Eh. <laughs> Versus Los Giretas del Air of Mysteries Jr. Mr. C's Jr.? I'm going to go Mr. Z's. And Octagon Jr. So, mercenarios, the mercenaries, I'm just going to call them now just to save fucking up that line every time. Uh, the second team to come out with shield vests tonight. Are they same group as the last lot? No. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, probably smart to wear bulletproof vests. I mean, you know, Mexico, am I right? Spain? What? <laughs> Manos de Lucha come out with their AEW theme. Cero Mero. Um, honestly, going into this, I'm like, this is going to be fucking fun. 
We've got two big heavyweight boys, Lucha Brothers, and two flippy dudes. It's just set up to be great. And it was. Match is fucking insane. There, we'll you may to think the that when we're covering bit, this, I was going to say, you, say, you say the narrative, it, it's impossible to call because it was just spot, 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 barbed wire baseball bat, spot, 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 spot. Penta gets hurt, spot, 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 finish. Exactly. It's mental. If you haven't watched the Lucha show ever and you're listening to this for the first time just out of kind of like intrigue, go go watch some sort of crazy six man from AAA. I guarantee there's something on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Just to get an idea for the level of spots they do, it's it's fucking bonkers. Like if you're the guy that likes NXT, go watch AAA. You'll probably like it even more because it's just that, but more intense and more flips and more craziness. Especially guys that El Hijo de Viking. Oh my god, that guy's fucking insane. That he he will be one of their top players if if, if they can hang you know, on to family him. politics doesn't yeah. play a role. Yeah, he, he's not going to be around for long, right? He must be off to somewhere like New Japan or AEW or WWE. He's way too good for them to hang on to, I think. Well, he's done stuff when they had AAA and Impact, and he's done stuff recently because the show prior to this Triple Mania was MLW versus AAA, Mm. and I think he was involved in that as well. So uh, American audiences are becoming aware of him. It's just I wonder, you know, for for him, if it's going to be a case of promos will be could be his downfall but if that's the only thing that he's missing which it is through what we've seen of him mm. he can get there quite easily yeah i always think that you could tuck him into death triangle or something for AEW and just be crazy but then they'd be death square <laughs> not quite as good sounding <laughs> not the death triangle oh. sounds good but you know what i mean hey death triangle does sound pretty good no, it's no, just a no shame. triangolo de la morte sounds good yeah but you know spanish isn't it mm, exactly so traditionally, Octagon is the Technico, or good guy, to Penta's Rudo. Did you know this? I did not know this, no. Yeah, so when Oct- Octagon Octagon Senior, I guess it would be, the first Octagon, became a massive star for Lucha Libre, uh, and they had to bring in a bad guy to combat him. They come from comic book characters. And so there and, is um, a lot And Rombus Jr. wasn't available. <laughs> So there's a lot of history in this match. And so I started to look up who was who to try and work out some stuff. So Octagon Jr., I thought he was the guy who was now Santos Escobar in NXT, WWE, whatever. But no, he was Santos Escobar, who is now called, was El Hijo de Fantasma. Who's the son of like Fantasma, who's obviously another famous luchador from back in the day. But I did find out other people that have played Octagon Jr. Would you like a list, Tax? Hits me with your list. It, you can tell the caliber of guys they have doing this gimmick. There's only three names, but it's... So Golden Magic is the current guy, who was a very, very successful lucha, but maybe not to the level of being put over, just very talented, as you can tell in this match. But the other two names are Flamita, who is now a huge name for places like Dragon Gate and ROH and all sorts, and also Callisto. Mum, 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 I'm in an, I'm in an Octodon <laughs> costume. Mum, mum, mum. He's going to do some lucha things. <laughs> and he should. Get Lindsay, get Lindsay on the piñata on the phone, mum. But there you go. So those are the most recent Octagon Juniors. Uh, those tag belts, mate. They're fugly. There isn't really a pretty belt in AAA. Mm, they're, they're unique. They stand out. Uh, they have this um, Aztec type feel to them, I guess, would be the nicest way to put it. But they look cheap as sin, mate. 
if I put them next to the Lucha Underground belts, they just look they look like toys. Yeah. I keep thinking this is the one thing that maybe AAA need to spend some money on an update soon. Get some new belts, get some real prestige behind them, especially if Kenny Omega's going to be hang, you know, dragging around that mega belt. Well, you know, four title defenses in a COVID year. Mm, Good lad. Indeed. Uh, the whistle sounds, so the match begins. Yes, we have a whistle, not a bell. It's it's more like uh, one of those whistles that, you know, in um, the Flintstones when he has to go to work for the day. Like an air horn. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, as you said, die spots dies. The match is absolutely fucking crazy. Um, the one thing I did notice at this point, that this bright yellow canvas is now covered in uh, fake tan. It gets worse. Yeah, it gets worse when we go for Copa Triple Mania. Um, so not Ray Mysterio Junior. Mister Disease, whatever he's called, not Ray Mysterio. Miss Disease. Do you notice he went down the Ultimate Warrior route of painting his muscles on rather than working out? It's what I do. (laughs) So um, there's there's a couple of moments in this match where the whole not having fans made me kind of laugh because Penta does this whole. Spot before he slaps his opponent. I'm like, mate, it's silent. <laughs> There's no one to slap. No one there to shush. Just, sorry. The um the the cleaners were talking. It's like, haven't you cleaned that rag? No. <laughs> Shut up, guys. I'm about to chop him. Octagon tried to do a slow clap. <laughs> Dude, what? Come on, guys. I mean, for speaking from someone whose last show pre-COVID was when the lights went out and the mm. power went out at the venue. And then I'm playing my entrance theme on a mobile phone and you've got Willpower singing his own entrance theme coming out. Yeah. I'm not going to begrudge anyone for playing up for gimmicks when there's no fans. I'd flipping love it. Fair point, mate. So I'd be, I'd be shouting, get out the way! <laughs> before throwing <laughs> someone into the crowd. <laughs> I like playing up to the crowd that isn't even there. It's, it's very silly. There's, there's some lucha stuff towards the end of the night that people can't help themselves but do, which makes no fucking sense with no crowd, but whatever. Um... So Octagon, at one point in this match, does a million spinning tornado to the outside, throwing himself off the top rope, headfirst into the guardrails around the ring. And I'm like, pin that fucking guardrail. Easy win, lad. The guardrail's out of it. He counted as one attempt. He counted as a thousand people at Mania last year, the guardrail. I mean, absolutely took him out. He did a great job. <laughs> Using the head, you know? Fucking madman. Guardrail and table are going to be the next AAA tag champs. Oh, fuck me, man. I mean, yeah, it would work. Um, I guess we've got to talk about it. Fenix's backflip back flip into the German spot where he murders Octagon. What a dangerous but innovative spot. <laughs> it looks amazing, <laughs> but he dumps people on the head every single fucking time with the German. It's like, I get so worried when I see him do it. He did it uh, on AEW, didn't he? Yeah, there is no... There's never been a time I've watched that move and gone, yeah. That was safe. Yeah, nice and safe. <sighs> El Scorpion hits a DDT. Hugo goes, Hola, dead, dead, dead. It's a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I pissed myself laughing so much. I'm going to put that here clip. It's just the best, man. He's so funny. Um, I, I mean, I have nothing else to add to that because it's just, these are the gems why we watch Triple Mania. That clip, beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's a bit towards the end. There's all sorts of crazy shit that goes on here. 
where Scorpion smashes a barbed wire baseball bat over Penta's knee, which Penta actually has to sell. God forbid, in AAA. So these uh, young boys in their white coats take Penta to the back. The camera shows Penta just casually strolling <laughs> after a minute or two where they think the camera's off them. Fucking great stuff. Uh, Heenan would be furious, mate. Um, heel lads tie Octagon's mask to the top rope. I genuinely burst out laughing. Um, heel lads do a partial mask tear spot with Phoenix, but because, you know, they're heels, um, they literally expose the entirety of his face. Can they do that, Jose? <laughs> yes. Very nice. Dude. They've taken his mask off. You can see his whole face. I now know what Ray Phoenix looks like. That's a disqualification, right? Optical illusion. It's like a COVID screen. <sighs> He's not even bleeding. So it's like, you know, when they do it in the main event and it's just covered in blood, so you can't really tell who it is. Like, no, no, I, I now know exactly what Ray Phoenix looks like. What's the point in the mask? Can <laughs> ah fuck me okay uh penta makes his triumphant return of course he does missing one boot nice little sell hits a super kick with it anyway because you know lucha hermanos de lucha hit the double stomp trapper keeper package power driver combo for the one two three and your winners and still are the lucha brothers factor amino always looks so good when they hit it it's so so good badass man it's really cool um the one thing I came out of this match thinking was, you know, did Penta just want an easy night? You know? I mean, you had to have, you know, good booking idea from Penta. I've seen him clean that ring. I don't want to be in that very long. I'll feign an injury, come back bootless and get the win. <sighs> so, post-match. Not for the last time tonight. The winning team celebrate. A lad, this time Taurus, Heads out to the ring. All the heels jump the faces. Um, uh, Non-uniform Vikingo comes out to do some spots. At this point, I was like, oh, please tell me he's booked. But he's not. Um, again, well, this is his actual return to the promotion. He's not been in oh. it. So he's, he's back. This was his big return. Amazing. In street clothes. Yeah. He's just got really cool gear. And I'm like, dude, your gimmick is that you're the son of the Viking character. Like, where are your cool gear, mate? You know, for your yeah, but he's not a full kit wanker. <laughs> yeah, fair point. He's n- he's not booked to wrestle. So if you if you're backstage and you're like, I'm not booked. <laughs> I'm not booked. <laughs> I'm not booked. <laughs> so he's jumping up and down his trampoline backstage, <laughs> practicing his backflips <laughs> with his weights. I'm not booked. <laughs> this kid could do fucking ten backflips just standing still, mate. He's insane. He does a three sixty jumping runner off the top rope to the outside. You're like, how do you? Do that. <laughs> That's fucking bonkers. Yeah, di- dirty looking poison rana. Very, 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 very good. But to and do yeah, a 360 then... spin as you're jumping up to do the dirty poison rana off the top is like <laughs> insane. He he is incredible with what he can do. Yeah. So post match commentary chat for about an hour. Uh, so young boys do a vignette with some lady wrestlers. Do you want to talk about this, or we're we just gonna skip through it? Let's just skip for it. Brilliant. Two women stand in the arena doing some talking, because of course they do. Back to Comptru, do a ton more talking, which leads into our Copa Triple Mania feminine match. <laughs> Women's Cup. Uh, of <laughs> Bird's Cup, innit? <laughs> <laughs> of Fabio Apache, Pimpinella Escalata, Mamba, Lady Shani, Chick Tormenta, Big Mum, Big Mummy. Do you want to do it? Go on. Big 
mummy. <laughs> Lady Maravilla. Lady Della and Hades. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. I got through all also, pro, pro AAA, this was supposed to be a six-woman match, but nine people got involved. <laughs> heel ref involved. How do we know he's the heel ref? He's got white suspenders, you know. And a mask. Fucking yeah. faker. He's got the, the Joker mask. And I'm like, okay, so is this the DC involvement? <laughs> well, he, he is he is known evil referee. Um, he Jill, uh, uh, where is it? My notes is Hijo del Terrantes. Mm-hmm. That's the one. So for those that aren't um, familiar with AAA's refereeing system, they have Rudo refs. So a heel referee Boo. that just fucks over the Technicos when it's convenient. It's basically how it boils down. And he does a lot of fucking over in this. Yep. He also poses and has a top knot. What a twat. Top knot wankers. One Thanks. man, Dan. Nice to see you. <laughs> Uh, sound production need a good kick in get on it Conan this is fucking terrible um, uh, it's an over the top rumble thanks Hugo for pointing it out because no one else did uh, I'm not calling well, this well the referee's <laughs> counting pinfalls to start with didn't help <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know the fucking rules so I'm not calling this match because fuck it it's just a rumble um, but that being said the countdown clock is hilariously shit blatantly <sighs> downloaded a stock green screen clock off YouTube and keyed it absolutely terribly there's a shitty alarm clock sound effect and as you demonstrated just then an incredibly terrible explosion effect that goes off every time. It's utterly shit and make me laugh every single time it went off. I mean, at least they started off with um, you know, Lady Maravilla and Lady Shani. They are clearly the two best and then Fabio Apache just behind on the level of technical skills. Sure. One of the ladies is a cat. I thought you'd be furious. Me, wow. <laughs> uh, Exoticos, big mummy, what a woman. Split screens, because, you know, why not? Uh, better than WCW split screens, at least. Yep, I enjoyed watching this in split screen while I enjoyed watching Public Enemy in the Nasties last week. Fucking A. A bunch of utter cunts gang up on big mummy and eliminate her. Boo, mummy. El- <laughs> <laughs> Elimination's coming thick and fast. Uh, heel ref bollocks. Someone hits Mishinoku driver that encourages the crowd to chant for her. <laughs> <laughs> More heel ref bollocks. Two of the final three go to some pinfalls and submissions in a rumble. Uh, now all three of the final three are going for pinfalls and subs, but the, the ref isn't counting. And oh, it's so fucking confusing. I just don't care. The last two, Hugo tells us it's now pinfall or submissions. I'm like, okay. So it's Lady Shani and Lady Maravilla, the last two, right? Lady Shani decided in this this duo to essentially go completely against anything Lucha and go, I'm just going to do loads of submissions because I can do them. Hmm. It's at this point where Hugo introduces us to his next catchphrase of this evening. Por poquito! Por poquito! Por poquito! Which he does one really long one where he goes, Por poquito! (laughs) (laughs) Clipped, by the way. Here you go. I love the man. He's fucking hilarious. He kept me going throughout this show. Enthusiasm by the bucket load. <sighs> These last two. A bit botchy, aren't they? Pretty tired. They came at number one and two in a six, now nine-person rumble. Yeah, fair point. It's um, not the best rumble I've ever seen. It's um, 
lots of brawl in the corner rather than organised spots. They've got to give something for Lady Shiny though, because considering they were building her feud up with Tyre to this stage, and they're like, of course, yeah, we've we've got to give you something. Do you want to just do this really, really, really badly booked battle royal? But that being said, badly booked, still fun. And then having sort of um, um, Pimpy in there, always good. Having Exotico Pimpy. I mean, they they call her Pimpy. That, that's fair enough. Yeah, man, Pimpinella Escalata. And that that's isn't um doesn't Pimpy have an ongoing feud with uh with Chick Tormenta? Probably. <laughs> Dunno. Chick Tormenta's a bit of a twat, isn't she? Stiffing people the whole way through the match. But you know, it's her job. She's a ruder. Well, match finishes, as we mentioned, with Lady Shani doing some wonderful, wonderful convoluted submission hold leading to um Lady Maravia tapping out. And the winner of the cup, the World Cup, <laughs> Lady Shani. She's going to be resting the Good Brothers next, so there <laughs> we go. Uh, so some twat runs in with a baking <laughs> She's tray. She's not allowed to Saudi. <laughs> <laughs> some twat runs in with a baking tray and beats up Shani. Did you catch who this was? It's Lady Flamer. Brilliant. Apache runs in and smacks the baking tray over the Rudos. Someone else does a run in. Did you catch who this was? Uh, that was um, La Hedra who came in. God, they love doing this, don't they? Finish the match, have everyone do run-ins, have everyone beat each other up, then no sell it afterwards. So basically the three laid out was Lady Shiny, Fabio Patria, and Haders at the end. Sweet. Uh, they all seem to fall off the top rope and crotch herself. Uh, it's quite funny. Uh, some Rudo gals poses over the Technico girls. Then the Technicos wait a minute or so, stand up, no sell it, celebrate with the cup like nothing happened. Fuck this company, what a fucking mess. This is where I had to take a break because I was just like, I can't stand this anymore. I had to stop for a bit. That meant you you didn't get to the point where we have unknown member of you know Los Psycho Circus and very well talented rapper. <laughs> what the 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 another performance? Obviously, I watched the rest of the show. I didn't stop watching. Oh no! <laughs> but I'm saying this had you carried on watching like I did, you would have been you know. Reenthused, reinvigorated after seeing Psycho Clown <laughs> dropping some beats. Yeah, bars, I think you'll find, mister. I'm very old and white. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same rappers as the earlier in the night, doing Conan's kid doing the performance with their 60 year old DJ and his Christmas jumper. Uh, I will say the one thing I like about this, apart from Psycho Clown jumping in and dropping some bars, is they've got GoPros on their mics that look really fucking awesome, give you these close ups of them rapping. Looks really good. Yeah, not synced brilliantly with the uh, the video feed. There is that, but you know, <laughs> it's AAA. Who cares? And of course, we get back to Mean G- I mean, <laughs> commentary for some words. I'm in El Hijo w- de Mean G. <laughs> I'm in WCW mode still. Next up is our six-man Main tag event. team match. Yeah, fucking A. I've got a really good intro here, so let me stick with it. Okay. <laughs> of Blue Demon Jr. Boo! <laughs> El Hijo de la Park. Boo! Who's got a belt, by the way? Did you catch what belt he's got? He is one half of the mixed tag team champions. There we go. And La Park. Boo! But he's the original La Parker, so less of a boo, right? Yeah. He's he he gets some uh he gets some stay of execution. He beat up this guy Inferno once, so he's in my good books. But we're booing because they are wrestling the Psycho Circus of Monster Clown, 
Psycho Clown, and oh, <laughs> it's our big moment. Your friend and mine, the wrestler everyone needs in their life, and the star of our brand new t-shirt, which will be available on Amazon hopefully this week if they fucking sort their shit out. It's... He's not a shark. He's the god of lucha. <laughs> the big man with even bigger heart. He can literally do it all. Vivo Los Cico Circus, your boy and mine, El Grande. He's the motherfucking murder clown, Burrito. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, how you said it there, I'm pretty hungry. I could, mur- I could definitely go for a murder clown burrito right now. Well, hang on. <laughs> Let's not put murder clown in a burrito. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. I'm so happy to see him back with the Psycho Circus man. I was going to say cuz this is their reunion at this show, yeah, the they, Triple Mania. Fucking so. murder and fucking monster left Psycho to go hang out with that Pagano dickhead from 2016 to now. So 4 years, man. Followed the money. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, man. He's the main eventer, wouldn't he? But, you know. And luckily, though, Murder El Grande has come back and realized that, you know, he wants to be a Technico so he can sell wicked t shirts for a podcast. Yeah, let's go. So, uh, yeah, on the t shirt front, we've got this awesome design, which Hamson have been fucking really slow about sorting out, which is frustrating me. But we are going to have, um, we'll unveil the design, obviously, on our Twitter, World of Rest Pod. But we're going to have it on a black t-shirt, a blue t-shirt, a white t-shirt, and a bright fucking pink t-shirt. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Exotico. And also a black zippy hoodie. These will all be available on Amazon.co.uk. And I realized that we can also put it on Amazon.com again. So I'll try and get at least the black t-shirt and the black hoodie on Amazon.com as soon as possible uh, for our American listeners. Because apparently there's a shitload of them now. Hello, Americans. We mock you lots on this. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, though. It's in, it's in love, right? It's it's always in love, and as as you made reference to, you know, new listeners and our our listenership is going through the roof at the moment. And as you said, quite a lot of it are our friends over in America. So thank you very much for subscribing. If you like what we do, make sure you leave a review, hopefully five stars. And if you don't like it, tell us on Twitter at World of Rest Pod. Yeah, why not? We'll ignore you. It'd be great. <laughs> so- <laughs> clown intro, confetti, giant guitar cannon on Psycho Clown. Great fucking stuff here. Yeah. Working the cameras, they know what they're doing. So, before we jump into this, do you know about the Goldberg run of Lost Psycho Circus? No, but all I just want now is watching Murder Clown to go over Goldberg clean. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Goldberg goes to the spear and Murder Clown just stands there and goes, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I mean, yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, let me just double check the older uh, Wikipedia because when was it? So they debuted around 2007 and then proceeded to go on the longest unbeaten run of any professional wrestling unit ever, apparently, <laughs> which is saying something considering we're talking about Lucha Libre here. Uh, and the idea was to compete against the other well-known unbeaten runner wrestling at the time, which was Bill Goldberg's 173 victories. And so what they would do is the Lost Psycho Circus, Seco Circus, whatever, would go have a match and they'd win. And then the next week they'd come back and be like, yeah, Psycho Circus are now 5-0. and <laughs> And so they'd go away for a week and then come back the next week and they'd be like, yeah, they're 15-0. and <laughs> 
until they were pretty much booked as the guys that were 600 and O tax. Did you know? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And so it took, um, I'm trying to quickly look it up here because I forgot to write it down, who actually ended up ending the streak. But it went th- right through to when they were the... Probably Charlotte Flair. <laughs> it lasted like four or five years of them being completely unbeaten. And and yeah, I think a lot of it is to do with, um, you know, the politics of Lucha Libre. Let's put it that way. Yeah, doinks in charge and the clowns have to win. Fucking A, man. So, with that in mind, in this match, okay, we've got the inevitably undefeated Seiko Circus of Monster, Psycho, and our boy Murder against the (laughs) never-defeated Blue Demon Jr. and L.A. Park, and also El Hito de L.A. Park's in the match. I wonder who's going to take the pinfall tax. Hmm. And also, knowing that El Hijo de LA Parks in this match, I thought, well, we're going to be hearing a, we're going to be seeing a Spanish fly. Yeah, fucking hey, man, Jesus Christ! Talk about predictable. Five. This was never take a pinfall, and then another guy. Yeah, I mean, I I was surprised at the outcome, but then when I went back and thought about it, I was like. Oh, yeah. These two boys aren't going to get involved in this or be held responsible, are they? Yeah. I mean, we don't watch enough AAA to know necessarily that Cisco Circus never lose. But that's a real thing. They just don't lose, ever. And rightly so. Fucking A. Because they're great. That's why, right? They are the best. (laughs) I mean, as we call (laughs) some of the spots here, including our boy Murder, Mm. I mean, he needed a murder clown today. (laughs) Fucking A. So, these rudo rudo nobody opponents make their entrances, and it becomes <laughs> rudo nobodies <laughs> becomes you know it's only blue demon and Labaga. Uh, become very clear that the copyright now exists in Mexico because they are not coming out to their usual music. I thought this is upsetting. No Michael Jackson, nothing. Maybe finally the news of Michael Jackson has hit Mexico, and they've gone. Ooh. Maybe so. I, we needed Dr. Wagner to come out, see if we get, you know, bad medicine, like a bit of Bon Jovi or something. But I bet, bet there isn't, because even these main eventers are not are getting non sorry are getting non copyrighted music for the first time since we've been watching AAA for all these years. I mean, we had I, I said we had Flow Rider in the women's uh, cup. Okay, one of them came out to Flow Rider, so I was like, first of all, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, I know about those apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. With oh, the whole club looking at her. Song. Yeah. I wonder whether they bought rights to that, because I bet you probably could nowadays. <laughs> probably I mean, Penny, WWE Penny's... don't have like a monopoly on Flow Rider at their big events, don't they? Fair point. Pennies on the pound nowadays, you know. Uh, commentary tell us this is the reformation of Psycho Circus that we've been over, because they've been a couple of years apart, unfortunately. Uh, shame to see the family breaking up. We love this family. I feel, I feel a part of this family, if I'm totally honest. Good to see a reconciliation, though. It makes for great television. Absolutely. Right, so these Rudo fucks jump the Psycho Circus and off we go. Big, strong, hard boys do walk and or brawl. That describes pretty much the entire match until the... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) I've got some spots to put over before we get there, but we'll get there. Uh, Rudo's uh, murder our boy with an oil barrel. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Uh, Blue Demon Jr. tries to unmask Murder Clown. Disqualify that man referee. <laughs> What's this? Um, oh, I won't put over all his spots because I have written them all down. You know, Murder Clown splashes Demon with both Monster and Psycho on his back. What a monster. Fucking hell, man. He's a beast. That was a brilliant sort. Little, like, three-man splash. Really, really impressive. Murder's carrying both these fucking huge dudes on his back just strolling around the ring. It's the best. <laughs> so much. Monster accidentally drop kicks Murder Clown. Fucking idiot. Every family has one, right? <laughs> Call yourself a fucking clown. <laughs> uh, Blue Demon goes for a pinfall. But El Hido del shit for brain stops him. <laughs> Repeat the spot, but the other way around. Blue Demon Jr. swings a hammer at LA Park and mayhem ensues. So swinging on his own tag team partner here. Monster dives onto Blue Demon Jr. on the outside. And then. Oh, yes. Murder Clown gracefully hits the ropes, runs the width of the six sided ring like a gazelle prancing across the plains, stops at the ropes to assess the situation, <laughs> leaps with all his might over the top rope, then hits a vertical drop headfirst tope, <laughs> using his own head to crash straight down into the floor to take out La Park. <laughs> Fuck that floor. <laughs> I am the floor. <laughs> <laughs> top rope head torpedo tope oh my god i watched it like 10 times because i love the guy right it was funny. <laughs> so funny just like oh, oh no <laughs> there he goes what i really think should have been fair had aerostar been there to catch him <laughs> i mean honestly right if you're murder clown why the fuck would you trust L.A. Parker will be able to catch you on this spot? That's why he went head first into me. He's like, not going to give the fucker a chance. Yeah, fucking A, man. <sighs> so uh, he is, I mean, as you said, gracefully. I mean, and, and he just got up. He is <laughs> immortal. It's little look up to the camera where he goes, whoa, that was fun. <laughs> so good he's the best man he's so awesome he literally fucking almost crippled himself he fucking pissing himself with laughter as he gets up going that was great <laughs> oh. i wish there were fans yeah absolutely man so murder clowns taking out la park's knees crippling that bastard <laughs> taking out the veteran and the concrete floor obviously didn't look the like of that floor brilliant clever masterful maneuver Covid was on it. He went for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, leaving Psycho Clown and El Hugo Del Crapper <laughs> in the ring. I'm feeling good about this. I'm really looking forward to now. For any time I see Lucha House Party, which would refer to as El Hugo to shit for brains. <laughs> <laughs> who's that guy? You, who's that Lucha going to wrestle in SCPW when you get back? El Hugo to shit for brains. <laughs> Mini Park hits a code red to Psycho. God damn! He's not it. a mini though, is he? <laughs> Well, considering the size of these boys in this match, you may as well be. <laughs> yeah, true. Murder Clown cheers on his boy from ringside. It's the little things that make the difference, Tax. That's what my wife says. 
Psycho connects with a one-man Spanish fly off the top to El Hugo del Dance Dance WCW twat <laughs> for the one, two, three. Yeah! <laughs> the winners, Los Zicos Circus. Now, that's all well and good. Can you describe what happens when Psycho and Murder are celebrating and then Monster just jumps in the ring? Monster seems to have something missing. Monster seemed to be missing his mask. But he had kindly put on a face mask. About just to be safe. Five seconds after not wearing his mask, you can clearly see that he's like a middle-aged Mexican dude. He's just a big old monster. What the fuck? was he thinking why is his mask off do you think they tore it off at some point during I don't the know little brawl you obviously didn't catch this right i replayed this a couple of times to make sure because i wondered what happened monster jumps in the ring with his mask on and then decides to rip it off just unveiling his face He's obviously got like a lucrative modelling contract available. <laughs> I-, I wanted to look into this more, but I didn't have time to. But I may as well, like, you know. That's really <laughs> bizarre. Why would he do that? I literally have no idea. The whole thing about the Psycho Circus is they've got these amazing kind of rubber-styled masks that none of the other luchas have. They're not like the fabric traditional ones. They're these kind of like demon masks with big giant tongues and mohawks and horns coming out of their head. We didn't just become kind of... um we didn't start to like the psycho circus or whatever just because of murder clown doing his awesome spots they're awesome really really cool gimmicks you know these masks are really unique but this there's there's no i mean as you said there needs to be an explanation for this yeah it's weird so that beyond that at this point <laughs> we may as well go home now <laughs> like that's that's the main event right well you know I, I I was in this for Murder Clown. I I'll stick around for the terrible screenshot of not Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, sure. God, we've still got a lot to get through. We should probably just rush through some of this, shouldn't we? Yeah. So I mean, after this match, as we made mention of, like um, Blue Demon Junior. and and LA Park didn't want to get involved in this, so they just started brawling through the crowd, and they had the typical like pull apart by the young boys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, luckily for me, as a man who doesn't understand film or comics, there's something next for everyone on a AAA show. So, copyright doesn't exist in Mexico. All good sound production. Um, <laughs> It's not Venom or... Wait, hang on. <laughs> I've got these written down. It's not Venom. It's not Captain America. It's definitely not Spider-Man. It's definitely not Thanos. We have Venioside and Terra Purpura versus Arcano. Or Terra Purple. <laughs> yeah. Arcano and Le... Oh, fucking hell. Leander Americana. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I realized quickly this is the Marvel shit that was going on they were talking about earlier. You, I'm assuming, don't do Marvel. Comic book people, superheroes... All I know is that the whole concept of this... Obviously, I know who are the baddies and who are the goodies in comics, but this whole match is an agreement between um, AAA and Marvel where they've signed a deal to have their own set of Funko Pops. 
based on Lucha Libre. Right. Okay. I so did they've created these characters. Find how? <laughs> I couldn't find any details on this anywhere. So it's interesting. Yeah. So they've signed a deal with like Marvel to release a range of Lucha Libre Marvel based characters in, in the form of Funko Pops. But as part of that agreement, they will then have said Funko characters appearing as part of these these Marvel tournaments to win that big purple belt. Right. So basically, it's it's four dudes. So it's Black Taurus, Brian Cage, uh, Leo Rush, and Daga, who are all reasonably kind of decent wrestlers or whatever, all under what can only be described as they went out into the stalls before the show and bought knockoff Marvel masks and gear. Leo Rush's basically looks like a kid that goes to my daughter's nursery who likes to wear his Spider-Man hoodie to fucking nursery. Literally wrestling in a Spider-Man hoodie. It's so weird. Um, like uh, Taurus going as a Venonide. Yeah. Uh, he's got a really. Um, it's like he's bought a size too small for him Venom T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, Purple Terror is <laughs> Thanos. I mean, well done, Brian Cage. But <laughs> oh, hang on, I think Brian Cage might be a dangerous fuck. You know. Yeah, but he was the one who drew the short straw to be a case of, you're going to be the purple sweet. Fuck. Yeah, to be fair, and Dar- he is... And Darger is Captain America. I know you're not a Marvel guy, but this purple guy is the best villain in the whole thing. Thanos is like the big kind of overarching evil guy who uh, destroys the world at times and stuff. Spoilers, but yeah. Des- destroys the world at times. Well, but other times, he's just blessing re- in his little chalet in Mauritius. <laughs> You think that you're making a good joke there, but that's part of the story. Is the <laughs> not literally Mauritius, but he, he destroys the world and they have a time stone which can reverse time and all that sort of stuff. It gets very complicated. Sounds really unbelievable. How about three fucking yeah. clowns wrestling? Yeah. That's believable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's, they do some faux superhero shit. Who really cares? So Cage murders Spidey with a German, um, much like he did Darby <laughs> Allen a few times recently. I think genuinely watch Brian Cage wrestle. He dumps dudes on his head and on the necks and doesn't really support them when he does suplexes. I think he's a dangerous fuck. I think he's going to genuinely hurt someone one day. That's why Taz likes him. Yeah. Many spots, many dives. Spidey dives into Cage. Thanos, whatever. Cage dumps Leo with a sit-out tombstone. Fuck that guy. One, two, three. Winners, probably DC. Whatever. All I got was drill claw for the pin. (laughs) Lights go out. A lady in a mask is in the ring. Says something. Mean Gina rings on. <laughs> hey, that 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 was Lady Flamer again, coming out as a La Estrella Cosmica. Random interview with the Ladies' Cup winner on the stage. Shani Maravere, one of those. I lost track. Which one is it? Shani. Brilliant. Um, who gives a fuck? <laughs> she looks a bit like Glacier, though. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't get the intro. Um, just yeah. so I could check. So was um. The, the lady who came at the end of the Marvel, La Estrella Cosmica, was that supposed to be Wonder Woman? That's DC, not Marvel. I, I'm sure several of our listeners are going to be really angry at me for going, doesn't matter, does it? So who was it then? I've got like 10 jokes Batgirl? written about Marvel <laughs> stuff. But I know they won't go over with you. So I'm like, we'll just pass on, shall we? <laughs> oh, no, no, because our listeners will enjoy them. Hit me with them and I'll pretend I understand. Nah, fuck it. Video package for Kenny Omega and Laredo Kid up next. So, uh, the AAA mega title match, or if, if you're Mike Tanay in 1996, the Mexican heavyweight championship of the world. 
Which, well, that's what it used to be called. No, it didn't. Shut up. <laughs> no, it did. They used to be. And they're in Stop the retired belt section. <laughs> no, I know. Go on. I was being all Tanay there and going all serious about the history of the, the mega championship. No, it was once called the Mexican heavyweight title. Yeah. Bobby Heenan won it. Apparently so. Um, so it's Kenny Omega with Michael Nakazawa, the current mega champion, versus Laredo Kid with El Hijo del Vikingo, uh, who's finally got in his uniform tights. Well, because he's turned up. Full kit wanker. Love it. Uh, Laredo Kid looks awesome in his silver and gold sparkles. He's got this giant variation of his mask on. He's generally gone all out here. Uh, it looks fucking incredible. This should be the main event match, to be totally fair. It's got the title. It should be the main event. Yep. Fucking A. Um, so, do you know much about Viking history, or do you watch the TV show Vikings? No, I just like the beards. Okay, so there's a thing called a blood angel. Do you know what this is? You ever heard of it? It's in 40k. Uh, it is, yeah, but that's where it comes from. That's kind of one of the uses of the name. Let's put it that way. But the original meaning was that basically when someone did something horrifically bad in Viking lore, they'd be sentenced to death, but they the way they'd be killed is they would take an axe and they'd basically smash in their back to break their ribs off of their spine and slowly pull each of them out and like to kind of like widthwise, <laughs> okay? And then pull their lungs over their spine their ribs that are sticking out to create wings, hence Blood Angel. Sounds a bit messy for my liking. Absolutely. But that's how Laredo Kid's gear looks. It looks like Blood Angel shit. With, the, with Vikingo with him, I'm just like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and uh, and Nakazawa was there with his oil. So he was. He looks awesome too. Mate, Kenny and Naka look like they've just got off the plane. They look absolutely fucking exhausted. They probably are, because it was a case of, really? 12th of December? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> or it was a case of Penta and Fenix went, we'll drive you down there, lads. We're safe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so. Um, so they intro Kenny as the cleaner. So definitely Rudo Kenny here, even though he's not really acting like it, to be totally fair. But the Rudo I mean, is, you know. I, I posted it on our Twitter at World of Breast Pod yesterday when like, hyping us doing this show. Whose image did they use for the graphic for <laughs> this guy versus Laredo kid? Because <laughs> it didn't look like Kenny. <laughs> no, not at all. That's the first match graphic we got of the night, right? Yeah, I think there were only two. <laughs> this in the main or Psycho Circus have one? This in the main. Okay. The whistle sounds and we start the next work shift and off we go. Straight into Laredo Kid's fast lucha spots. Uh, Kenny feeding and bumping like a boss. Kenny rudos it up and goes after Laredo Kid's back uh, and is completely relentless in doing so. Nice to see some actual narrative wrestling finally because it's taken all show to get here. But you can rely on Kenny Omega for this. It's the only wrestling match of the card. Pretty much, man. Kenny drops Vikingo into the stage, which leads to both Vikingo and Laredo Kid doing dives off some tractor tires, which are randomly placed on the side, onto Omega and Nakazawa. Really fun little spots, but can they do that, Also, more, can I do that, Jose? Jose, sorry. And more importantly, they would, at least they were gimmicking their pay-per-view set, not like WWE. Sure, absolutely. So Naka holding onto Laredo Kid on the outside. Can he do that, Jose? Omega dives off the top. Laredo Kid moves. And Naka completely misses the catch on Omega. Kenny needs a murder clown. Yes. Laredo Kid's flying. It's, it's, it's genuinely very, very cool. He does, like, just to throw out some spots. I won't call all of them because there's obviously a lot in this match. Um, tucked Icy, Acai, Moonsault to the outside. A Phoenix Splash, which misses. Uh, 450. 
one man Spanish fly, 450 to Omega's leg when he's taking out Omega's knees and stuff. Really, really cool spots. Um, Kenny doing his stuff. Tiger Driver 98 gets kicked out of, which makes me fucking furious. We had one of those kick out last week as well, didn't we? That made you equally as furious. Mate, it's it's a fucking pile driver with your arms hooked behind your back. What, no one should ever kick out of that. That's death, right? Fucking no-selling bastards. Yeah, annoys me. I'm a big tiger mask mark as well, so it's what it is. Um, so a Laredo kid starts to go after Kenny's knee as the match continues, and uh, it doesn't last very long, but he at least attempts some submissions and such, trying something different. How do you feel about this scenario of like actual storytelling, but maybe not to the caliber of we've become known... Even WCW had some better in-ring storytelling than this. With Laredo Kid still being in this position to essentially have uh, an American-style main event match, mm. you could tell he was trying, as you said, like working on the left knee, trying to trying something different that I don't think we've you know I know we haven't watched much AAA, but when we've seen Laredo Kid before, it's all been about spots yep. rather than narrative. So I think for him, the experience of having this is going to be invaluable. But you could tell it's something he hasn't had in my opinion lots of experience of doing yeah so we come to the end of the match here and we can skip over a lot of the main event because it's just blood feud stuff but i really want to talk to you about this moment because i put it to you that the one wing angel is the most protected move in current professional wrestling agreed so laredo kid goes up top knacker up for the distraction can you do that jose Omega pops up. One wing angel off of Brett's rope. Holy fucking shit. Looked amazing. But the point of contention here is that Kenny yep. gets the one, two, three. Laredo Kid has the fucking cheek to kick after the three. Well, even he got his shoulder up at two. Yeah, it's I didn't watch it back, but it's 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 the old Carney thing of oh I'll kick on the three almost, I guess is what he's thinking in his head, but it did definitively look like he kicked before the three. The ref still counts the three and it's just like fuck you, stay down. But even after that, he's almost immediately back on his feet after taking a one wing angel off the fucking Brett's rope. Yeah, no, as you said, from a world-renowned thing. And again, is it going to be different because they don't have a real care about what AW and TNA and what what they're trying to do with Kenny Omega as this belt collector and and the one-winged angel being so protected? But that, to me, was definitely going into business for themselves. And also, what, what we get at the end of this where Laredo Kid offers a handshake for Omega, and obviously he flicks the sweat back as a heel. Yeah. I also wonder how much of that was also oh, fuck you. I think Kenny looks genuinely pissed off. Like he's obviously just on a long flight or car journey with the Los Lucha Romanos or whatever um, to get here, and he's put on this incredible match with this guy and taken everything he can throw at him. And you know, there's there's not many things I think Kenny is absolutely bitter about. But protecting that one move is vital to this character. And he is pretty much the biggest draw in professional wrestling right now. Yeah, considering he spent his first year in AEW not, not, and by the sound of things, deliberately staying away from the main event scene to try and give people a chance to to level up. 
so to speak. And then to go to AAA to be a draw for the American fans to actually watch it. Because let's be honest, if you're an AEW fan, you're going to watch what Kenny Omega does. And if it's available for free, you're going to watch this show. Yeah. And then to watch Laredo Kid, who isn't of the prestige or the level of someone like a, a Ray Phoenix or isn't someone who's got the prestige in that company. Obviously, you know, Laredo Kid's a, a fantastic wrestler. Really, really good. But I wonder if someone pulled him to one side backstage and just go, don't let him overpower you. Get yourself something and also something for a potential rematch down the road. But as you, uh, my notes of that was like kicking out at two of the most protected move in professional wrestling. But not even just the one wing angel. The one wing angel off of the second of rope. Brett's rope. Yeah. yeah. It's like that should be instant death. You should never, you should be laying down for like five minutes without moving after that. You shouldn't be kicking yeah. it too, motherfucker. <laughs> like, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of like professional wrestling and booking and you know, respect. This kid's just signed his death warrant as far as I'm concerned. I never want to see him wrestle again. Like, you just don't do that, man. That's, that's awful. It's genuinely imagine fucking furious, man. Back in AEW, if there's ever a time where Ray Phoenix or Penta go, you know who we should bring up here? It's like one of the EVPs will go, you can fuck off. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He tried to kick out the one-wing angel off Brett's rope. Like, no way. Ah, terrible. So uh, post-match, Phantasma, the original Phantasma, comes out to present Omega with the Mega Strap, which is a real nice touch. Uh, Laredo Kid up and walking about looking for handshakes we discussed earlier. Fuck that guy. I, they, the match was great, but just such a dirty taste in my mouth after he did what he did at the end. Like, cheeky cunt, mate. <sighs> yeah, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't leave a good taste, does it? No. Quick chat with Psycho Clown. A third rap performance of Conan's Kid with a DJ's pushing 60. Uh, had enough now. <laughs> mean Gene. Uh, video package for the main, which is Pagano versus Old Fat Kiss Cheeseman. Um, yeah, my only question is why? Why is this the main event? It's just not my cup of tea at all. Hair's worth more than the mega belt. Yeah, it's a hair versus hair hardcore rules match of Cheeseman with Rhea Scorpion. Versus Pagano with Lady Shani, who I'm assuming must be her his partner. You haven't you haven't even done our gam your your gambit. Man, what this is. I just didn't really care. We've already had too many. Oh, well, that case, really. in that case, then fine. There's Eshora Dunesta Evento Principal de la Noche. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, okay, good stuff. Uh, Cheeseman's even coming down to the ring in his MF Doom Russell Crowe and Gladiator mask. And I'm like, what? Why? I mean, I even popped myself with calling him NWI Wolfpack Kane. <laughs> I've put fat, greasy Mexican Wolfpack stings. <laughs> I watched own. this while running on the spot in my garage in the, at minus two yesterday because I was like, I need to watch this match and I'm not getting any time away from my family to actually enjoy my hobby of watching professional wrestling. So after I finished my workout, I chucked this on and just did like jogging on the spot whilst watching this. And it's amazing how much I was disinterested in this match. So I managed to run a 5k on the spot in under 25 minutes. <laughs> That's probably more working out than Cheeseman's ever done in the last five years. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, d I don't want to, to really downplay this main event, but this is pretty much. Why not? It's shit. <laughs> it's. It's tope, 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 hardcore shit, blading, blading, bleeding, tope, tope, tope. Bruh, bruh, you're doing it so many favours, calling some of these topes. I'm not sure about that. However, 
the end the end <laughs> sequence at least had some interest. <laughs> Imagine going to Vince McMahon, right? Like this is their WrestleMania. Imagine going to Vince McMahon and being like, right, we've got this next New Mexican guy for the main event of WrestleMania this year. His name's Cheeseman. <laughs> <laughs> a fat, greasy, short version of NWO Sting. It looks a bit like Kane. Oh. This is Vince would be like, this is good shit. Mania, dude. Fuck it. Yeah, and Pagano's in the main event. <coughs> I, I can understand Pagano. He's got this kind of Mick Foley element to him where he damages himself for people's amusement, right? Why is Cheeseman I mean, be- here? Because he attacks him. Oh. They've got beef. Sure. The, the, I mean, my, my, my highlight of this was Pagano trying to do the moonsault with the broken ladder, only to succeed breaking himself and the ladder more while Cheeseman just sat there going, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I thought he was going to lose a finger. There's all sorts of like metal bits like sticking out of this ladder and stuff as he's doing the moonsault. Looked terrifying. I mean, Not- good thing, as you said, for their, their WrestleMania that they left the ring. <laughs> Yeah. They left the ring and they headed over to our friends, Hugo and Jose, on commentary. So, have we talked about the run-ins? There's a whole bunch of them before that, isn't it? Oh, I was so, so disinterested <laughs> by Texano and Rey Scorpiona and, and, and Lady Shani getting taken out on a stretcher, Los Mercenarios coming out to help Cheesy Man. Yeah, it's endless. Uh, it's it just, just goes on and on and on. And there's, there's spots where they're doing, where both lads go up to the top rope. And then, you know, Pagano will push Chessman and they'll fall through a table. And then they go to do it again the other way around. And Cheeseman throws himself backwards onto a table, pulling Pagano with him. They're like, you do know what's about to happen. (laughs) Pagano falls onto him, squishing Cheeseman. You're like, you're a fucking idiot. As well as a shit wrestler. Why is this? That... That'll learn. Well, in fairness, yeah, that that'll learn him. Like in your face, in your face, Chessman. I've done it to you. You're going to do it to me, are you? Give it a try. Give it your best shot. There's, there's points in this match where it's two shitty dudes hurling themselves and hurting themselves, while really no one gives a fuck. You know, like a CZW show. At least Pagano's got a good look. Yeah, I, I don't hate Pagano. I don't think he's my favorite wrestler by any means. But yeah. Hmm. He'll always have a place in my heart due to association with our clown brothers. Yeah, exactly. So, shitty dangerous spot after shitty dangerous spot. They head to the outside. Cheeseman grabs a guitar, smashes it over Hugo's bitch's head on commentary. The poor boy. It's like, why have you done that? Why have you done it to me? Hugo starts selling the ever-loving shit out of it. He's just going, wah, wah, wah. I couldn't stop laughing, Dax. He was just crying his little Mexican eyes out, longing to be back on his DJ decks with Conan's kid. Yeah, fucking A. Hugo Blades? Because why not? <laughs> well, Pagano and Chessman had. Yeah. Ah, oh, Giving time for Pagano and Cheeseman time to climb up the set. They're about 10 foot in the air. It's not like they're even that, that high in the air, to be totally fair, right? It's not just me. No, they're they're a little bit. I mean, they're both very gassed slash unfit to be able to climb up that high. This is the promotion where Aerostar's diving like, you know, 200 foot off the arena screens into the ring and Murder Clown's catching him. Two dudes falling off a fucking set 
six, seven foot almost, onto like doing an air raid crash onto a table, onto some padding that's on the bed of a pickup truck for the finish. It's like, all right, fair enough. Uh, that's the sort of thing you'd expect to see in like the main event of a backlash. Yeah, exactly. I can imagine John Cena doing this finish, you know? I'm pretty sure John Cena has done this finish. Exactly. So, Pagano wins. Thank God. What a bunch of bollocks that was. The doctors pa- patch up Brave Hugo at ringside. Put a little bandage around his head. <laughs> they put a little bandage around Cheeseman's belly <laughs> for some fucking reason. Why has Cheeseman got a bandage around his belly? Hungry. <laughs> Cheeseman hungry for cheese. <laughs> Me young buck. <laughs> me, me, me don't go to Mexico no more <laughs> Chessman there so uh, they stretch a cheeseman out on his cheese board <laughs> delectable brie <laughs> oh no she's married to Daniel Bryan <laughs> Pagano celebrates in the ring uh, they roll up hold on I'll get there uh, they roll up spring roll cheeseman into the ring <laughs> gotta keep that cheese fresh <laughs> God. a woman in a mask oh i'll get to the end okay a woman in a mask on the ref cut off cheeseman's hair from his bloody that's scalp. actually his father and his daughter oh, cutting go. his hair good stuff why did it have to be them i would argue that pagano is a bigger draw than omega to the mexican market okay yeah sure um, the ma- the show ends with Cheeseman throwing some of his hair at Pagano. What a shit show. <clears throat> minus. We cut to Jose who thanks us. Yeah. Minus five stars. I loved it. <laughs> Viva la Mexico. <laughs> I, lo- I love AAA. I, I like the I, show. I, I genuinely it's love just it. Just the main event. Fuck me. That was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. I hated it. Yeah. It was clumsy clunky but i think that is more down to and again i know he's not one of your favorites and and in fairness like the match between pagano and psycho clown at triple mania was you know was head and shoulders above this yeah. but i think from a pagano standpoint it's like this is what i've got to work with yep i don't understand the whole cheeseman thing do you know that uh cheeseman was a champion of some smaller lucha promotion where Murder Clown recently beat him for his belt. Well done, Murder Clown. Congratulations, boy. You won a belt. That's fucking awesome. His first singles belt, as far as I'm aware. Should have. I mean, get him in the E. Yeah. Get him to go over Braun Strowman. Well, they had get him, him in, to run for They had him in Impact for a while. He was great. Catching everyone. Safe, safe lad. I mean, Omega Laredo was obviously the best match of the card because it was actually a wrestling match. Mm. Seeing Big Mummy was really good. Seeing like the uh, the triple threat tag was also good fun. Having sort of Lucha Bros in there as well. But the problem, as you said, I think because they were working on a reduced roster, which is obviously why we saw a lot of multiple appearances for people throughout the night, similar to what we saw in Raw this week. Um it just it didn't flow because yeah. they had to keep stopping for the ring. And I know like we've criticized it in the past, even though we love AAA. We've criticized it in the past because it's really, really slow. This could have been a really crisp three and a half hour pay-per-view, seven matches, bosh, 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 bosh. 
and then everyone goes home happy. And as you said, had they finished with, had they finished the main event with Laredo kids, even doing the shit show that he did with the one winged angel off Brett's rope, mm-hmm. even if they'd done that as the finish, it still wouldn't have been, ex- it, you know, there'd be still no excuse for it, but at least that would have been an interesting way to finish the show. It's a case of, oh, our, our young upstart almost almost kicked out of it or even did kick out of it and then we're going to have him go back for the mega championship because technically he never lost god the, so at least just the idea of triple a being the place that someone finally kicks out the one wing angel after kota ibushi did it all those years ago is just oh, it makes me fucking furious mate like, not triple a please like i love a lot about triple a but it's not the serious place to do that you know no no i would assume as when Omega drops that belt after he goes through and collects all the other belts of the other promotions in the States and North America, yeah. I would speculate that he may just be stripped of the belt. Because if you th- I know it's COVID, but he won the belt at last Triple Mania in October. He had four title defences, and hasn't one of those been an impact? Um, sorry, sorry, not an impact in AEW. Yeah. I think one of... I, yeah. He defended the Mega Strap at one of the impact... Pay- uh, AEW pay-per-views, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, I think you, with um, the Lucha Brothers going back and forth between Dynamite and AAA, uh, I imagine you're going to have guys, well, probably not Laredo Kid anymore, but even though he had the potential to, but definitely on Hijo de Vikingo and maybe a couple of other guys going between um, Dynamite and these AAA shows in, in the next year, hopefully when we can get fans back and travel becomes a lot easier. There's definitely opportunities oh. to drop the belt when needs be. I was going to say as well that from an AEW standpoint, because I'd say even though they've got a good women's division, their weak link is a, is the women's division. Mm. If you've got, I think, because isn't Darga married to Tessa Blanchard? Yeah. So I, I wonder if they get Darga to go in because, again, he's one of those people you want to see mix it up in Dynamite when they've got their second show on TV. I wonder if that means that Tess would go to AEW. Maybe. I, I don't know if they're married, just to confirm. They were definitely a couple at some point. But I'm not entirely sure because I looked up Dargo to double check the gimmick for the Marvel bollocks. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know what's going on with Tessa. Like she said some dumb shit over the years, isn't she? As well, so I'm not sure AEW are desperately keen to pick her up. Same with like Marty and stuff like that with the fucked up shit he apparently did. Um, yeah, so, I mean, hmm, I, who knows? Yeah, I mean, but I think that just goes to show how how this show was. I like watching AAA. It's always good fun. Hugo and and Jose were the highlights of the show for me yeah. seeing our boy murder clown do his torpedo dive was great as well <laughs> i will always watch triple mania because it's so much fun to watch and without fans i think they struggled because a lot of their gimmicks and a lot of the triple a wrestlers rely on the crowd interaction especially like um the clowns they really rely on that fan interaction yeah absolutely that's that's the one thing i think this company suffers from not having fans massively and i think um not being able to have the aw imports like they've had impact in tna imports in the past and stuff that have really made like for hilarious moments of these shows hi jeff jarrett how are you doing yeah exactly <laughs> um and then like you know i look through my notes quickly and i'm like oh look who's on this show You've got Mr. Iguana, who was Hilario, Dynastia, Maximo was great. A guy called Tino, Tito Santinas, <laughs> who isn't who we think he is. You've got Lucha Brothers, you've got Octagon Jr., Mestiz, who are great fun. 
You've got Pimpinella Escalata and Chick Tormenta and Maravilla and Hadeas and all people we've seen in the past and we really like. You've got the silly commentary. You've got Blue Demon Jr. and he's at the park. Like the psycho clowns are all fucking awesome. And none of it came together for me. Like even the, <laughs> the Omega Omega Laredo kid match, I was really, really enjoying because it had a lot of the elements of Lucha that I adore and how silliness and the big show and spectacle and such, even though not much that came from Kenny because he looked fucking exhausted. Um, but then that fucking bullshit at the end just made me so angry. Like, I'm a passionate wrestling fan, obviously, and most of it I can let slip, especially with AAA, because I love the spectacle and the ridiculousness of it all. But to not have the fans, you know, to interact with, it's such a major part of Lucha. I don't know. And I think that goes that, that goes across the board of all the promotions. And I know WWE have the mm. Thunderdome, so at least it looks like... And we know it's all pumped in crowd noise and everything, so Vince must be elated because he can pick who everyone's cheering for officially. But you notice it if you ever... And I, I know you don't really delve into it, but if you ever watch bits of Impact in their shitty little hovel that they wrestle in, you know, the less the, those less fortunate than Tony Khan, mm. so rocking around in this tiny little warehouse, Impact could be interesting to watch if it had fan interaction but it's just it's like wwe post mania when they had no fan shows at the pc it just it it's not an enjoyable experience to watch as a fan <laughs> for me you could say that about the last 10 years of wwe though so it's difficult for me to be hey hey but even like with watching an episode of raw or something you know they can pull out uh uh, I'm trying to just quickly think of a match that was good recently, like a, a Keith Lee Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? Where they'll come out and they'll just put on a barn burner. That's a fucking awesome match with solid selling and solid rest, solid wrestling. That's got a little backstory behind it. They know how to tell a story in the match and make you think someone's gonna win. You just don't get that with AAA. It's spot, 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 spot. Do a finish. No, but then you get the wrong person in the main event rock up, and uh, just like you get in WWE. Yeah, exactly. Go on, rate this out of five cornflakes, good sir. I, I personally, I really enjoyed it, and it's a three cornflake for me because it had enough of what I needed. But it just, with, as you said, without the fans, Triple Mania and Triple A in general lacks anything without the fan interaction. But it's three stars for me because I didn't detest it. I, I didn't love it. Cornflakes. Oh god, what did I give? You said the Meltzer thing. We're not Meltzer. Oh shit, <laughs> we don't steal its gimmick. <laughs> 17 Rice Krispies in the Astrodome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drop a two no. on this. Uh, and it's only getting two because it's got Kenny Omega on it and I'm a massive mark. And, uh, and Murder Clown. Murder yeah, Clown, sorry. <laughs> I meant to say Murder Clown, obviously. Not Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's shit compared to Murder Clown. <laughs> Buy our t-shirt. Go to Amazon.co.uk. Search World of Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. The old CM Punk style design one is still up and will ever forever be up, hopefully, as long as Amazon don't ever take him down. But as I said, we're going to have the new design, which we post on our Twitter at World of Rest Pod. Uh, you can also go to worldofwrestlingpodcast.com and find all the links for all your social medias and all the t-shirt links and everything I'll be posting up there as well. So it's only 15 quid. Do you know how much a Young Buck t-shirt is nowadays? 30 quid? More, More than 15. <laughs> so don't spend your money on their shit. Spend it on ours. It's cheap as shit. And also, if you've got Prime, next day delivery... Fucking happy hate, days. Yeah, we had to make the hoodie 30 just because we were in the minus if we had it any less. But we're not doing this for profit. We're looking to just get some merch out there. And we, so we did them literally as cheap as we possibly fucking could have for you guys. So 
go buy a t-shirt. And also shout out to uh, Will Power for his wonderful artistic work. Absolutely. And my lovely missus, uh, who goes on the squishy kitty, who tidied up that artwork and inked it all for us digitally. So yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate that. Where can people find you and your works on the social media? Uh, I am at Fanboy Rich on the old Twitter machine, and you can check out my work on WrestleTalk, where I do loads of editing. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Tex Williams. As you can imagine, during a global pandemic, my wrestling bookings are non-existent. But I'm hoping, despite it being January text deadline, I'm going to be doing a little project. A little commentary project Ooh. tomorrow for my good friend, Mr. Wicked. A Brucey bonus, if you will. If you will, it is, uh, to not to tease it too much, it is a match from his early days mm. when he wrestled a prominent ECW wrestler. Interesting. Mm. Well, are we allowed keep to Keep an eye that? out on our socials. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, no, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on our socials. We'll share it when it's released. And obviously, obviously, I was there at the time doing commentary. It's definitely not now. <laughs> Oh, you released so, CW, right? I, yeah, I was a, uh, uh, I was one of the Dudleys with all my glasses on. <laughs> thank you very much, listening everyone, and again, thank you to listening to all our new listeners as well. Like it's crazy seeing how many people listen to this pod now. Like a uh, little pod that could, eh? Happy days! Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, next week, which show are we covering? So our listeners know to panel us and tell us to do more WCW don't, don't <laughs> put me on the spot like that oh, what are we doing are we doing DDT next week is that what we said I thought we were going to be doing Stardom or Joshi okay, Pro next let's week. do Joshi Pro next week so we've done a Stardom show in the past we'll do some Joshi Pro next week I will announce the specific show on our Twitter at World of Rest Pod and the week after we'll be doing Stardom so yeah we're doing some spot shows in between then we'll do some DDT and then we are going to jump straight into our TNA Aces and 8 storyline if you're not into the spot shows, just skip over a month and come back for the TNA storyline, which is going to be fucking hilarious. So, Brother. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Viva la Mexico. The wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get it, 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 get it,